On today's show, we'll show you the best voice recognition systems and the worst. Citroen's new concept car pioneers amazing noise cancellation technology, and Nissan makes sure you can still buy a new car for about 12 grand. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for the 30th of August for 2016. Volkswagen is going through a reorganization in the wake of its diesel scandal, but CEO Matthias Mueller says it will be another two to three years before we see any results. Bloomberg reports that the company is working on 60 new projects, like developing EVs and autonomous cars. It's also trying to get its 12 different brands to cooperate more. Speaking of VW, owners in the U.S. are saying, show me the money. They have a choice, get their diesels fixed, or get their money back, and they're choosing cold hard cash. Bloomberg reports that about half of the 475,000 owners with cheating software are opting for the buyback. And that's only after one month. The government still hasn't approved a fix for its diesels, so that number could go higher if VW doesn't come up with a fix soon. Citroen is trying to move upscale, and here's a concept car that it calls, quote, a new offensive in brand strategy. Meet the C-Experience, a full-size four-door sedan configured as a shooting brake. Note how Citroen's logo, the chevrons, are integrated into the grille. It features very unique design language, especially the scalloped rear fenders, which would give it an unmistakable presence on the road. And you can't miss that gigantic panoramic roof either. Inside, it features simple lines, that create a clean-looking interior. All the controls are built into a large 19-inch screen. And why didn't anyone think of this before? The seats are made with shaped memory foam. The C-Experience also uses noise cancellation technology to let each passenger listen to the music they want at the volume they want without bothering other passengers. The same goes for phone calls. We saw a demonstration of this technology a couple years ago from Harman, no word yet on whether or not this is the same system, but it is spectacular technology that we're going to hear more about. As we reported recently, Ford has been having great sales success with its sport models. Now we're learning a little bit more about the newest version. The Fusion Sport will come with a new rotary shift knob that features a sport button in the middle, so drivers can easily tap into the car's 325 horsepower and 380 pound-feet of torque. Once sport mode is engaged, adjustments are made to the steering, shifting, throttle response, suspension, and cabin sound. We'll be driving a Fusion Sport later today, so look for more to come. And we'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Have you heard the latest auto industry jargon? It's UX, which stands for user experience. We're starting to see more and more executives with UX on their business cards. And it's all about how people are able to interact with the technology in their cars. Ward's Auto is now rating cars on their user experience, and it recently rated voice recognition systems. It found the Chrysler Pacifica and Ford Escape to be the best, 
It criticized the Honda Ridgeline and Kia Optima for forcing users to go through several menus when talking to the system. And it found the Audi Q7, Mazda CX-9, and Volvo XC90 to have the worst voice recognition systems. Well, here's our AutoLine insight. One reason why your smartphone is better at voice recognition than your car is that your phone sends all its data to the cloud, where there is massive computing power. Your car has to process all that information itself, and so far it's just not as powerful as the cloud. Sales of BMW's little sports car, the Z4, have not been good lately. The automaker has sold less than 700 so far this year in the U.S. market. Now Autoblog reports that the car will be kicked to the curb at the end of the month, or should we say tomorrow? For those that might shed a tear at the death of another rear-drive, two-seat sports car, don't do it just yet. A replacement is on the way that is said will come from the BMW and Toyota partnership. While there's no word yet when we'll get to see the car, there have been a few spy shots, and come to think of it, there are a few big auto shows right around the corner. The average car today in the U.S. market sells for about $34,000, but you can buy a new Nissan Versa for less than half of that. It starts at $12,825, including destination charges, the same price as last year. Apparently, a growing number of people like that low price. Sales are 10% better this year, with over 84,000 sold. That's pretty good. Sales of most small cars are going down the drain. Still to come, a look at an electric supercharger, the next step in powertrain technology. For the people at Dow, Racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. One of the big trends in the auto industry today is downsizing engines and then slapping a turbo or supercharger on them. The next step is using electric boost. So you only put a load on the engine when you need it. On AutoLine After Hours, we had Matty Vint, the head of powertrain R&D at Vallejo, North America, and he brought a prototype Lincoln MKZ with an electric supercharger along with him. But again, coming down to your question, once you collect the energy, what do you do with it? You could put it back through that same motor. So if you've got, say, two kilowatts in of electrical power you want to use, you could put it through the motor, there's a little less than two kilowatts of the rear wheels because there's losses in the system. Mm -hmm. You put two kilowatts in electrically to electric supercharger, you'll get at, at least 12 kilowatts out. So it's reusing that electrical energy, which is the green part, right? And then using it in a way where it actually has the multiplication of power. So you're getting uh, a lot of benefits there. You've got the fun to drive as well as being green in terms of lowering CO2. And once you have more torque there, you can look at doing lots of additional things to improve fuel economy. Uh, such as the, the down spinning, running at lower RPM, because when you run at low RPM, you need you know, higher torque on reserve. This torque on demand is very important. The electric supercharger can spin up to 70,000 RPM in 0.25 of a second. So it's a very fast response. So you get the instant torque, which allows you to run at lower RPM, and it fills in the torque that's normally lost with the turbocharger at the lowest RPMs. So it provides a lot of advantages there. So, so you get on the throttle, and it, it can spool up. Very quickly. It's like, in terms of being controlled, it's, it's just controlled through software. I mean, you, you tell it what speed to run at, it'll go to that speed. Unlike a turbocharger, I mean, obviously it's, it's based on the energy of the, the gas going through, which varies, and you got, obviously you have wastecake controls and, and various things to help control it, but it's nowhere near as responsive as the electric supercharger. 
To learn more about Vallejo's electric supercharger, you can watch that entire discussion right now on Autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. That wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.